This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Brother, you got Skype turned on? Yep, all set. Okay, I'll call you back. Stand by. Okay, we got it. And we are dialing. Here we go. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Sorry about that, brother. Can you hear me? Oh, you're coming through great. You're coming through great. Everything's Excellent. good. Folks, welcome aboard. We continue our seven-show marathon today, back-to-back shows. Um, and that is our new schedule for 2024. Back-to-back programs every night. And then Wednesdays, we do three international shows. So, hope you enjoyed this morning's programs. I'll get them posted in a bit. And we're ready to kick off evening. We've got Pastor John Gogan coming to you live from East Aurora, New York, I'm talking about Agape Bible Fellowship. Brother John, what is your website address? Uh, Brother Shannon, it is agapebible.net. And my apologies for running a little bit behind. I I had to get my Bible. And I said, hello, if I want to preach from God's Word, I need it. So thank you for your kind patience. And uh, thank God it's it's more the... um, exception rather than the rule i apologize to the listeners and and of course uh, profuse, profusely to you and uh, thank you for your kind patience it's all good my friend we're ready to roll and uh, your audio sounds great folks welcome Wonderful. please invite a friend tonight uh you can tune in send them to the website we got a couple ways to listen there blog talk is is back uh brother john would you like to open us in prayer tonight Yes, I would love to. It is always an honor, brother. You just went muted, my brother. Check and see if we hit that mute switch. Here we go. There you go. We're back back. on. Thank you. All right. I think we're operating on all eight cylinders. Brother, it would be an honor. Let's open in prayer. Father, we thank you that no matter where we are around the globe, that we are always under your watchful care. The psalmist says, The eyes of Yahweh, the eyes of the Lord, move to and fro around the earth. And we thank you that we can always come to you. In fact, Jesus said, Your son said that even before we ask, Father, that you know exactly what our lips are going to announce. And we thank you that we can count on you because of your 
immutable attributes of omniscience, omnipresence, omnipotence. And thank you that you neither slumber nor sleep, as the psalmist says. We need it the way you created us. We have to have it. But you've, you've never slept. You've never even napped. You've got power that is beyond our comprehension. And we thank you that we have that power. We've had it, the true church, the remnant has had it for 2,000 years since the Holy Spirit, as Jesus said, came to take his place. And the great news under the new covenant is not only like under the old covenant, the Holy Spirit was with people in order to empower them and gift them with various talents and abilities in building the temple and in doing things there in Jerusalem and in Israel. But as Jesus said, Lord, you're the one who said that he will be in you. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the triune Godhead, would be in us. And Holy Spirit, thank you for being in us, working, perfecting us, completing us. We pray your blessings. Jesus said that you're going to teach us and will guide us into all truth. And we pray for that tonight. And some of us, we're tired, we're weary, we feel worn out, and Lord God, we need a second wind. And we just pray that we will leave this program better than we came in came in, and and leave this broadcast better than we entered it. And I ask the sovereign Son of God, who is our Savior, Healer, Deliverer, Redeemer, soon-coming King, to sovereignly move and grant people personal deliverance. Very important to get prayer and have a brother or sister seasoned, who knows what they're doing, praying with us. Again, what an honor and what a privilege. But Lord Jesus, we know that you can sovereignly free us as well at any moment. And that's the great thing about the children's bread. Spiritual bread for God's children. Mark 7, Matthew 15. That we can eat it, partake of it any time. We can be healed any time the two major fringe benefits post salvation we don't have to work for it we don't have to earn it we just stay obedient from hearts of love and Lord Jesus you are our first love and we thank you tonight for your presence we thank you tonight for hearing our prayers we bind the strong man over and within everybody listening tonight especially the the host and myself, the teacher, as well as any other teachers going on board tonight. And we just pray that the equipment will be covered with the blood of Jesus for protection, for smooth transmission. And again, thank you for your watch care over us today on the highways and byways, wherever we journeyed. If we stayed close to home, thank you. At works, thank you. We always want to be thankful. Hallelujah. And we pray these things. We, We petition these things in the mighty name, the name that is above every name, Yeshua. Yahweh delivers, Yahweh rescues. That's what your name means, Lord Jesus. And we agree together and say amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Powerful opening prayer, my friend. 
Folks, Pastor John Gogan is life in the house. My friend, the mic is yours. Take it away. Thank you, brother, once again. Appreciate all the sacrifices that you and the family make to keep OMR moving forward. And I'll tell you, I'm excited about 2024. And I hope you are as well. I think it was Derek Prince, when he said this, it, it burned into my brain that God cannot use pessimists, doom and gloomers, people who tend, by and large, to see negative, negative. Don't be that. Be a realist. But always, always, always include faith. And I define faith as confident trust, by the way. Always be faithful. We can't, but God can. One of the series I gave for several weeks on Sundays on the, was it, what it was originally the Periscope broadcast during the uh, COVID hoax, uh, which was just the double flu, by the way. Uh, and... I gave it for, no, I don't know how many months, but I entitled it, using that same word, but God, because I I discovered myself and I discovered speaking with others in the ministry that they were getting kind of down, forlorn. And they were really struggling with what the enemy was feeding them with thoughts, negative thoughts. Will, will we ever have our freedoms back? And by the way, did you notice that the former head of, I think it's NIH, National Institutes of Health here in the United States, he, he admitted in an interview, I want to say about three or four weeks ago, it wasn't that long ago, he's left his position, thank God, but he admitted in an interview that they, they way overreached with the lockdowns, with the masks. They didn't know what they were doing other than taking taking our um, constitutional freedoms away and seeing how far we would let them do what they were doing. And I don't know about you, but I, I stood up. And I said, no, I'm not doing this at a certain point. And um, we weren't masked here at the church. And if a business had to have a mask, sometimes I would wear it and sometimes I wouldn't. I just won't do my business somewhere else. But it's amazing what kind of control. And by the way, when you ever see control and loss of freedoms, that's not God. That's not the God of the Bible, the true and the living God. That is not the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the devil. And remember, there's only one devil and many demons. I think I pointed this out last time together. Uh, Maybe prior to that as well. One devil, many demons. How do you know? Well, the original text has daimonion versus diabolos. So if you're a good student of the scriptures with a good translation, not many bear that out. But I am blessed to know these original languages, and um, I praise God because it has kept me from major error. And I'm glad to share it with you. I tell people commonly, I've told them 35 years now, here at Agape Bible Church, that and many other venues over the years, I've shared with them. I don't know everything, but what I do know, I am glad to share. Turning your Bibles to Hebrews, let's talk about faith. Let's 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 see what God's Word has to say about that very very important subject, faith. And those of you who know your swords of the spirit. understand and will remember 
that Hebrews 11 is the hall of faith. I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. I see some of the style of Paul in there. I am willing to say, well, maybe Barnabas wrote Hebrews. Maybe we don't know. No problem. I'm not going to go to the mat over it. It's not a deal breaker for me. But I believe that Paul wrote Hebrews. I spent 13 years, one year per chapter in the book of Hebrews. It is a gold mine of truth, people. One of the key tenets, the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, is trying to communicate to us in Hebrews is that people, men and women of God, we are under, we're so blessed and so privileged, we are under a superior covenant to the old covenant. And even though I'm part Jewish, I don't do the feast days. Now, if you want to do them, uh, that's up to you. But just be careful that you're not putting yourself back under bondage. Another excellent book of the scriptures, book of the Bible rather, is uh, Galatians. And Galatians is a book of liberty, Christian liberty, freedom. Because the churches in the province of Galatia were being hounded. The devil was sent, was sending false teacher after false teacher after false teacher, trying to put them back under the law. So Paul has to write an epistle. In fact, he didn't write him himself. He had what's called as a um, amanuensis, a secretary would say. He would dictate inspired by the Holy Spirit, moved by the Holy Spirit, and the amanuensis would write. Then they would send the letters out, I'm, sure, I'm certain backed by intense fervent prayer, to the churches, and many of the churches would read them in public during their services. Read, become very familiar with the book of Galatians. That's one book I have not yet preached through. I preached through James, 1 John, other texts, other books. But I love Hebrews. I keep on going back to Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, the writer constantly emphasizes the importance of faith and how God delights when we take him at his word. Hebrews 11, and let's take a look at verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. If you have a Bible, if you're in a position where you can turn to the text, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And it reads, and this is the word of God, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he, generic, doesn't mean only males, <laughs> he or she, who comes to God must believe, underline those two words in your Bible, asterisk them, circle them, must believe. There's no option. It's not, if you want to believe, fine, if you don't, well, that's okay too. No, no, no. Anyone who comes to God must believe. First of all, believe that he exists. You're not talking to dead airspace. Hoping, hoping, hoping someone's listening. No, no, no. It's just the opposite. And by the way, there is so much evidence 
proving, substantiating, giving rational credence to the existence of God. Even Einstein said one day that the universe is so ordered and he said that God did not play dice with the universe. He didn't roll the dice and, well, let it turn out however it will. No, no. Deism is heresy. It's also known as philosophically as the watchmaker theory that God wound the watch, made the watch, wound the watch and walked away and lets it run by natural law. Uh, No, 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 no. It's known as deism. Anyone who believes that is is a deist. We are not deists. We know to the Hebrew mind to the Jewish mind, there was more than sufficient evidence to believe in God's existence. As the Dutch philosopher Soren Kierkegaard said, you know, it's not a shot in the it's not a shot in the dark. You don't just step out in the dark in faith hoping something's there. No. There is ample evidence for God's existence. I was watching the John Ankerberg show. He's not full gospel, but he's got some good core basic truth. I always factor that when I listen to his guests who come on the program. But he had one gentleman who uh, I believe got his uh, doctorate at Cambridge University in uh, science, philosophy, yeah, philosophy of science. And in his book, he, I think the title of the book is the God the God hypothesis that many, many scientists are now looking at the evidence that is out there that got created in this universe, and they're concluding that the only explanation for it is that an incredible intelligence made it. An awesome intelligence made it. What what is known as intelligent design? If you get a copy of his book, get it. I unfortunately do not sell it in the book room. Um, I'm already out of space with over 700 different titles of materials on the Christian life and especially some of the best available on deliverance and healing. So by all means, get a copy of it. Because it is worth its weight in gold. I just attended my 50th high school year reunion in New England and handed out a few copies to some former classmates. High school classmates. The book, The God Hypothesis. Incredible evidence. For God's existence, incredible evidence that God is there, that what the Bible says regarding the God of Israel is accurate. Dr. Stephen Meyer is his name, by the way. M-E-Y-E-R, Dr. Stephen Meyer. And you may want to, uh, I, don't, I try not to use Google. 
try to use DuckDuckGo because they don't track you. And in your DuckDuckGo, in your search engine, you may want to pull up John Ankerberg and Dr. Stephen C. Meyer. Return of the God Hypothesis. And people, these are credible. These are some of the some of the main, major, avant-garde, some of them current, well-known, well-respected, many research papers within within respected journals who are and he and Dr. Meyer quotes them. He's a born-again Christian. And proves, substantiates what I'm telling you. Back to verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And again, faith that is firmly grounded in truth. That points, the arrow points to the existence of an intelligent designer. The God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, as Paul describes him. Believe, must believe that he is, and that he, God, is a rewarder of those who seek him. And then, of course, the author of Hebrews continues and references these real human beings. This is not myth. This is not some sort of made-up story. These are real people who really existed thousands of years ago, people. Just like you're existing. Just like I'm existing. Just like Brother Shannon is existing. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. You know, we read these accounts and we don't think sometimes because we don't meditate most of the time on the Word of God. But these were real people. Can you imagine what it was like living with the mockery that Noah, his wife, and children had to had to live with building a huge structure Ken Ham down in I think it's right on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee has the Ark Encounter for the Christians that I have spoken with personally over the years including my former best man at my at our wedding back in 1976 with Sister Kathy and myself in New England. He and his wife went down there last year during the summer and they spoke extremely highly of it. I heard that Ken Ham did a very professional job of recreating Noah's Ark to the exact dimensions that Elohim gave him, that God gave him to build this structure. And the animatronics and so forth were very professionally done. If you have a chance, maybe this new year, to go and see it, if you haven't seen it yet, I'd like to go this year. We'll see how how the Lord leads and uh, how time goes, schedules go. But apparently, I mean, Noah, when you think about it, for the audience that he had, Genesis 6, many mocked him, made fun of him. There probably had never been rain before. Jody Dillo's book back in the 70s and 80s, I forget the exact copyright 
wrote a book called uh, The Canopy Above. And he makes presents a good argument for a water vapor canopy around the globe, around the earth. And that water vapor protected humankind from the UV rays that we are not protected from since the flood because a lot of it rained down and a lot of the aquifers underneath the surface, the crust, bubbled up, so to speak. Huge aquifers. And I'll tell you, when those first raindrops began, and they had to have been huge, and it began pelting humankind. And by the way, it was a universal flood because if it was only local, all God would have had to say is go on the other side of the mountain, stay over there, it's dry. But this was a global flood with a global impact as God poured out his wrath on the inhabitants of the earth because they were so sinful and demonized. Imagine being so chock full of demons. You're reprobate, Romans 1. And God, the only thing God can do is cut you off from the earth. That means you're dead. You no longer walk the planet, so to speak. But imagine the ridicule that Noah had to put up with. How long? Genesis says for 120 years it did not rain. What happened after 15, 25, 40, 70, 75, 80, 90? Imagine how frustrated a person can be when there's promised the reason why this structure needs to be built and all the labor, all the gallons and gallons of tar and pitch, wood split and hewn and so forth. And now you're done, you're at 100 years and no rain. And again, Noah and his spouse, who we're not told very much about, by the way, you call her Mrs. Noah. But how frustrated, frustrating it must have been in the present tense for them. And then and the sons and their wives. And, and listen, and then 105 years, and then 110 years, 115 years. And then 120 years. People, it tells me that we, thank God, have a very patient God. The other element that surprises me is after 120 years, Noah didn't have one convert. Not one person. No, I can understand. You know, you seem to be have been a really nice neighbor and uh, you've got integrity. I've never caught you in a lie. I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to believe your God that something bad is coming. So, do you mind if I join you in the ark? Not one. There have been missionaries traveling to foreign countries, not one convert. Not one convert. How do they do it? Only Christ's power. You just stay obedient. And by the way, that is how you learn 
the Greek is hupa uh, mane, hupa mane. Literally, it's a compound word that means under to remain. To st- we would call it to stay put under pressure. That's how you learn it by staying put under pressure <laughs> and letting your faith roots deepen to the point that no wind can tear them up. You know, a lot, a lot of these storms, we just had, had a bad windstorm last night. I want to say lost electricity probably for about six hours. Thank God we have a generac here at the church because we also have sump pumps in the basement. So we need uh, to keep those, keep the water that comes in from around the perimeter uh, (laughs) pumped out. And I'll tell you, they're godsends. And I'm so thankful that A good friend of the church had said, you know what, I'd, I'd be glad to help, and um, so you can get it. I would recommend getting one, availing yourself. If you're in an area that the electricity is impacted, and by the way, there's always a first. Hadn't impacted yet, but I'll tell you, when that ice comes and lands on the trees, breaks the branches over the lines, yeah, you know what happens. But the trees that can take the wind, my friend, my brother or sister in the Lord, listen, the trees that take that wind successfully have deep roots. They say with some trees that the tap root that goes down and down and down is as high as as the tree is or is as long as the tree's height. And the trees that don't come down during the, the bad windstorms are the ones that have a root system that has been tested. How are your roots? How are my roots? When the storms of life come, and they do, and they will, how's your root system? Are your roots wrapped around the living water, the Lord Jesus Christ? Are they deep? I've often taught, unfortunately, (laughs) in one sense, unfortunately, our faith roots deepen during the most difficult times in our lives. You want patience? God's going to tribulate you because tribulation works patience. People have asked me, how in the world have you been in the gospel for well over 30 years now? Staying faithful, getting hit by the enemy at an incredible level. How in the world you stay put? You learn hupa mane. Hupa mane. Hupa mane. You learn to stay put under pressure with the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. In us, we have no excuse, people. If you want to hear those words from the Lord Jesus Christ at that special judgment that he is going to have for only believers, the words... Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You will have to learn hupamane. 
If you plan on staying in the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, Mark 16, 15 through 18, salvation, deliverance, and healing. You've got, ladies, men and women of God, you've got to learn Hupamane. When I went out to visit Pastor Worley, I was just sharing with someone this past Lord's Day here at church. When I went out to visit Pastor Wynn Worley to check him out, to check the church out, I wanted to see how they operated. I wanted to meet him personally. And the one thing that captivated me was agape love, which is the first fruit of God the Holy Spirit in our lives. As in the morning, when you're in prayer, You let the Holy Spirit, you invite the Holy Spirit, you submit to the Holy Spirit to take the reins of your life for the day. Tell him he's in charge. You tell the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer as well that he's not just your Savior, but he's your Lord. He's the boss. He's the captain. And whatever he tells you to do, you do it. That's how you stay put. And I can tell you, from the time I met Pastor Worley, 90% of the people are gone. People that I met there, knew there at Hegewish, with the over 100 workshops I've been to, I want to say 110, plus another 86 of ours, that we've had over, heading toward 30 years, uh, at three a year, plus another, oh, I don't know, 100 meetings, many workshops around the country, in Canada, internationally as well. I'm telling you, I'm sharing with you, I'm trying to burn into your brain that if you expect to last In this ministry, in genuine spiritual warfare, without compromise, you've got to learn hupamane, staying put under pressure. That's what it took these men of faith and few women of faith here. They learned to rely on the God of Israel. They learned how to obtain supernatural faith, strength, and they didn't give up. How many people give up in their marriages? And they walk away thinking that there's someone better out there. Over the years, I've told, shared with people, with couples, in my office and elsewhere, it looks like the grass is greener on the other side. It looks like some other couple is doing so much better. And then you cross over, let's say, sadly, you commit adultery. And you find out that the grass is greener because it's over a septic tank that's open. And it doesn't smell so good. Never, ever, ever let the enemy talk you into adultery, extramarital sex, fornication, and everything that goes with it. Premarital sex. Scripture says God will judge these kind of people. And that will be a very harsh judgment. 
And some of the judgment comes in this life. If you want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of your Lord. Stay obedient. Years ago, I gave a message, the blessings of obedience. Stay obedient to the truth that God has shown you. Without faith, you will not please God. You will not please the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You will not please our Lord, Savior, Healer, Redeemer, soon coming King, the Lord Jesus Christ, without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know that God loves, look at the second half of the verse, that God loves to show us, God loves to reward us and to show us mercy. Yeah, God's a merciful God. God is a merciful God. And he, the thing is, he loves to show us mercy. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs 28.13. If you want to turn there, Proverbs 28.13, I tell people, and it's changed their lives forever. Do a proverb a day. A proverb a day. Whatever the day is, that number, this is the 10th, you do Proverbs 10. So it's real easy to remember where you left off because if you're staying faithful in reading Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, and you're doing, doing Proverb a day, one proverb, you know where you are. You know where you left off. Yesterday, you read chapter 9 of the book of Pro Proverbs, right? Chapter 9. But this is, this will be read on January 28th. Proverbs 28, and look with me at verse 13. It's a key verse, by the way. If you want any healing and deliverance in your life, you've got to apply this verse in your life. He who conceals, this is the word of God, he who, or she, it's generic, the one who conceals their transgressions, we'll put it that way, will not prosper. He, basically, he who hides his sin will not prosper. And people, that's not just talking financially. When we think of prosper, we think, oh, prosperous. Yeah, God's really blessing them financially. Oh, they got this and that, and they're buying this. And God is, oh, what a job, and pays over 100000 a year, blah, blah, blah. Listen, prosper goes across the board. Is your soul prospering, as Second John talks, references? I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. How is your soul doing? It's one of the key one-third parts of you that God created you as. It's the immaterial part of us. The mind, the will, and the emotions that comprise a person, a human being person. All of us are a soul. All of us have mind, will, and emotion. We've got a physical body, and once we're born again, truly saved, we have a regenerated human spirit, because that's what died in the Garden of Eden. So don't conceal your sin. Refuse to conceal your sin. Here's the important adversative conjunction, but. But he who confesses, she who confesses and renounces, forsakes 
their sins will find mercy from God. The American Standard translates it accurately, compassion. People, aren't you rejoicing that God, the true and the living God, which every human being will give an account for their lives? Unbelievers at the great white throne judgment, believers at the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema, is the Greek word there, Bema of Christ. That God loves when we confess, our, and that's all he's waiting on. Why? Why? How can he do that and, and be just and be holy and righteous? Because Jesus paid it all. As the hymn goes, Jesus paid it all, all to him. I owe. Our sin has left a crimson, crimson stain, but he washed it as white as snow. Sin leaves a crimson stain, not a light pink, but crimson stain. And for those of you who do laundry like I do, have over the years in my home, know how hard it is to get stains out. You know that the blood of Jesus washes instantly as white as snow, like you never did them. People, that is great news. That is good news. That's why Jesus' gospel, full gospel, is good news. Evangelion, good news. That's what gospel means, good news. But notice you got to confess it, 1 John 1, 9. Or as I say, belly up to the bar and acknowledge you owe a bill for your sin. But the good news, Jesus paid the bill. And after you confess, forsakes. You could translate that renounce, renouncing. That's why I call it slamming the door shut on, on those sin areas. It's not easy. And you will never be victorious. You will always be the victim without deliverance. Without the missing one-third of Jesus' ministry. Holy Spirit gave me that about 25 years ago. The missing one-third of Yeshua's ministry. Most churches refuse to do it. The people walk in just as bound as they walk out. They walk out just as bound as they walk in. And it's sad. Because that's not the way Jesus wants his church to operate. Oh, he blesses people. Only as far as their faith practices the truth. He can't do anything more. In fact, your hands, or I should say you tie and I tie his hands because of unbelief. Oh, that's for, yeah, that's for people. Yeah, that's for some, yeah, yeah, that's for someone else. Me? Have demons? God uses me. I've had plenty of people tell me that, that you counsel so well and, and, and you, you've changed my life and, and God, wow, I can't believe in, you know, some of the prophecies you've given over me and you prayed for healing for me and I was healed you prayed that's a true story from a Christian who was a Filipino at one of these what Pastor Worley called these 
tabernacle mushroom churches. They just, you know, bloom up overnight. Track loads of people, but they're compromising left and right with the truth. And they're charismatic. I praise God for full gospel business misfellowship. But the but Shakarius, what is this? Demon 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 Shakarian? I forget. Demos his uh, name Shakarian. Right. What was it? Uh Demos Shakarian, I believe. Yeah, Demos Shakarian, a Greek. And um they're not full gospel. He should have called himself two thirds gospel. Two thirds gospel business misfellowship. <laughs> He didn't do deliverance. Sadly. And if you're a member of the Assembly of God, you've signed signed away your, your, your belief in the truth, in deliverance truth. Because in their doctrinal statement, they say that Christians cannot be demon-possessed. So when you come under their teaching, you come under their umbrella of authority, you'll forever be fighting believing that this missing one-third of Jesus' ministry applies to you or anybody. What I counter people with is, you know, well-meaning Christians, God bless them. But what I counter them with is... Well, wait a minute. If these signs will follow those believing, first sign is in before tongues and healing is in my name, they'll cast out demons. And if you believe that only unbelievers have demons, well, how many demons have you cast out of unbelievers? How about this year? Well, it's too new. What about last year? No. What about the year before it? No. What about 2020? No. 2019, no. 2018, no. Oh, wait a minute. You're not even being true to what you're claiming is the truth. And the problem you have with it is Jesus in Mark 7, Matthew 15 calls it, casting demons out. The children's bread, spiritual bread for God's kids. So you get a major problem with Jesus. And hopefully you're not believing in, as Paul says in Corinthians, another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. I don't know how these Christians do it, because I can't, personally, I can't go without deliverance for for two weeks. I need it every week. With Over the years, my men praying with me here at the church, 52 weeks a year. Sometimes twice, I'd get it twice a week. Midweek service and Lord's Day. I'll leave you there. You want mercy? Confess your sin. Be real. With God and with man. Even James 5 says, you want to be healed? Yeah. Confess your sins one to another. People, it humbles you. It humbles me. And if you want to be free, be desperate. Pastor Worley drilled in our heads, be the desperate get delivered. And speaking of deliverance, we have a spiritual and healing. We have a spiritual warfare and deliverance workshop coming the end of, excuse me, the beginning of April. It's our spring conference. It's April 5th, 6th, and 7th. You say, Pastor John, this is January. Well, it's four months away. You can start planning. Start planning, begin planning. And I'd love to see you at the men's conference, the final weekend of this month in January, men's leadership workshop. Not sponsored by Agape Bible Church, but sponsored by Hagerwish Baptist Church. So by all means, if you can make it, be present and accounted for. As I tell people, be at your post. Get some prayer. Just like at the Agape Bible Conferences, 
spiritual warfare and deliverance conference, you get three opportunities for, for prayer. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So please, I beg of you, apply the truth that you've heard tonight. If you want to visit, I believe Brother Shannon asked me at the beginning of the program, if you want to visit our church website and glean from it, it's all free, agapebible.net. If you want to check out, we carry most of Pastor Worley's material. Hagewish no longer does CDs. We do. So if you want a hard copy of one of Pastor Worley's messages, you know, electricity goes out and um, power goes down and uh, or God forbid something happens to your hard drive and it crashes and you've got things downloaded on your hard drive, you lose your memory stick, <laughs> you know, uh, so much you got a hard copy on a CD. Stick it in the car as you're going to work, as you're coming from home from work, school, whatever. I think there's about three thousand, over 3,000, 4,000 of my messages. We've got, oh my word, 86 workshops, messages alone here at Agape Bible. You can go to our bookroom website, which is agapebiblebr.com. And there is so much there. Now be careful because some of these books are no longer in print. So you want to have hard copies of this stuff. Because if things start deteriorating markedly quickly, that's the only thing you've got is what you've got in hard copy. You don't think they're going to shut down the internet? You don't think that the internet's going to be impacted and you can't download stuff that you haven't already downloaded or even have access to your computer. They got you know, they can a lot of stuff can happen. But I'm encouraging you to keep trusting God. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ, God's son, God's only begotten son, and glean from the truth that you hear. You have any questions? Anything we can help you with here at Agape Bible? We are in Western New York, uh, less than an hour from Niagara Falls, uh, virtually Lake Erie, about three hours northeast of Cleveland, Ohio. So we're we've got a lot of states, New England states, and so forth, that are next door to us. We deal with people in Toronto, Canada. Praise God, and uh, have a couple of families that come down and enjoy our services. We also broadcast at noon Eastern Standard Time on Facebook on the Lord's Day. And I'm thinking, pray for me for wisdom, I'm thinking of switching over to Zoom. I don't like Zoom because I know it's owned by the Chinese Communist Party and, uh, you know, all the spying and everything that goes on. But I'm thinking of switching over so we can have kind of two-way. Uh, with Facebook, it's only – I don't, and I don't even like Facebook. I'm not even on Facebook. My wife is. We do it for the broadcast to get the word out. But we have people who listen to us on the Pacific Coast. So we broadcast at noon, which is 9 a.m. their time. And uh, we're on for four hours. We do have a good 20-minute-plus break. And then we get into the Word of God, and we also have live opportunity to get prayer, healing and deliverance prayer. And so take advantage of it. We would love to have you on board. Join us, but if we can help you with, if I can help you with any questions, uh, anything, please feel free to call us. The phone number here at the church office is 716-655-5008. 655-5008. I am Pastor John Gogan, Agape Bible Church. Started uh, in December, my 35th year uh, pastoring here. A uh, lot of stability there, by God's grace. And uh, we're halfway to 40 years. So... Um, thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy and, uh, privileged 
to share the Word of God, talk about faith tonight. Hope you were challenged. Hope you were encouraged. And if you're dealing, battling in this area, I encourage you, finally, get some deliverance against unbelief. Break curses of agnosticism and atheism over your bloodlines. For those who refuse to believe in the God of the triune God of Israel, the God of the Bible, in his son Jesus Christ, without which you will never enter heaven. And your only destination point is Gehenna, the lake of fire. Brother Shannon, thank you for having me on. Thank you, Brother What a privilege and honor. God bless you, my friend, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you for coming on. Great message tonight. Thank you, brother. God bless. Bye-bye. Folks, stand by. We're going to our next program. We're doing a seven-show marathon today. Let's get Brother Frank Marzul on. I'm dialing now. Welcome, everybody. And I'm going to um, reset uh, XLR now. Here we go.